Hi everyone, I'm Nikki. I'm one of the auditors here at St. Paul's. And this is so exciting for me because this is the first time that I get to share the word with you. There's so much to go into today, so let's jump straight into our reading. Jesus then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. So this is the first time in Mark where we read that Jesus is going to die. And he won't only die, but suffer. Very few people connected the Messiah with suffering. There were prophecies about a servant who would suffer on behalf of Israel and a prophecy on a Messiah who would come and do battle and free the Israelites. And that didn't really make sense for a a mighty servant king who suffers But with Jesus, the servant and the Messiah are one and the same. And that was still confusing even for Peter who walked beside Jesus because Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, never, Lord, never, Jesus, would this happen to you? Jesus' response to that was to rebuke Peter. He said, he said, get behind me, Satan. Probably one of the top things you don't want to hear from Jesus is being called Satan. Now, Jesus wasn't really saying Peter is Satan, but in that moment, Peter was stopping Jesus and to avoid the cross. Think back earlier on when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by the devil. Don't go the way of suffering, go the way of wealth, fame, power. He was tempting Jesus to move from the cross and then resurrection. So it comes as no surprise that he calls his disciples to follow his example. Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. 
in London and beyond our cultural messaging that we receive constantly says the opposite of this verse. Every message is about self-fulfillment. The rise of the advertising and marketing industry shows that we live in the decade of the self. We've been told and to be fixed and focused on looking after ourselves. Now, looking after your well-being is important. I'm not saying it isn't, but the idea of sacred is changing because it felt like we should never deny God. Now it seems we should never deny ourselves. Slogan from companies like Walt Disney say, all your dreams come true if you have the courage to pursue them. L'Oreal say, because you're worth it. Sky say, believe in better. Other slogans like follow yourself, don't let anybody tell you what to do. I wonder if take up your cross would be our slogan as Christians. So today I want to focus on three things from our passages. One, what does it mean to deny ourselves? Two, how do we take up the cross? And three, why follow Jesus? So number one, what does Jesus mean to deny yourself? I found it means to deny your self, not yourself. So it doesn't mean to deny yourself of a lion in the morning, because if it was, I'd be in trouble, or dessert after a meal, or a blanket when you're watching TV and you're cold. You yourself as a whole are an image of God. You are loved by Jesus. God delights in you. The self is linked with this idea of the flesh. It's the point where our worldly desires and temptations meet and come together. This is the self we are called to die to. The world has one desire, which is all desires are good and lead to happiness. But Jesus' desire is that we say no to the flesh desire and focus on loving him, loving other people. We are to push back that former and live in the latter. And this is what I think Jesus means when he says to deny yourself and take up your cross. So it leads on to number two, which is how do we take up the cross? This idea or call to take up your cross is what I think is the core of being a disciple to Jesus. I've been following Jesus for six years. I still feel like a beginner, but the longer it's been, the more I come to believe that this idea of denying ourselves and to take up the cross seems to be the core of being a disciple. I remember at my baptism, uh, the water was so cold, like very, very cold as I went in and there was no heating in the church as per. Um, it was a little pool thing and I was the last person out of 17 uh, to go in. And my pastor said to me afterwards, it was pretty hard to get your head in the water, Nikki. It felt like you resisted from going fully in the water. And I was like, sorry, no, that wasn't it. It was because I was waiting a while in the pool and I was shivering because it was cold and it's, it's a shock of cold water. And he said to me, oh, it felt like you actually didn't want to fully commit. If you've watched Nightfall, uh, it's about the Crusades, it's on Netflix. Um, there's a part where the knights were baptized. They were all in their armor, like helmet, gauntlet, chainmail, and shield as well. But they would leave their swords out of the water. And it's like saying, Jesus, you can have 
all of me, but I still need that sword. So I'm not going to give you that. And that might sound silly and ridiculous, but we do that. Maybe not a sword, but you might hold up maybe money or a relationship or a habit. Whatever it is, we hold back part of our life from the cross. To deny yourself and take up your cross is to say, Jesus, here I am, all of me and all of me for you. And finally, number three, why follow Jesus? This is a huge challenge and why do it? Why follow him? Well, we can read from verse 55 as it says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? So with Jesus, there are two options. We can, option one, deny Jesus and follow ourselves. Or option two, we can deny ourselves and follow Jesus. Let's see how these play out. So we can have deny Jesus and make our desires, make getting what we want the goal. Something that comes to mind um, is money, which is something that I always strive for. Um, I grew up on a council estate and I was driven and pursued wealth. Um, the people around me were the same as well. Um, let me ask you guys this question. How many of you would like more money? It's a safe place, no one around. Um, I can't see you, but you, you can comment below if you want to. Um, but for me, I would love more money. And if that's just me, then this next part probably won't go so well. But my experience is no matter how much I've ever made, I've always wanted more. And it's still a struggle for me to today, especially around Christmas time. Um, my, my housemates can attest to this too. Um, I don't really usually buy clothes throughout the year, but my cousins uh, will buy me maybe like a hoodie or a hat. Um, and it's great, but it's, it's also the worst too, because when I get that jacket or that hoodie uh, or that hat, I'm like, oh, wow, this is so nice. And I try it on and, oh, it looks great. But, you know, the jacket, the jacket's black and most of my clothes are black. So I probably need a white T-shirt to go with it. Or, or this hat is, is black too, so probably the grey one suits me better, so I, I'm going to have both. Or that blue one's nice too, so I'll get all three, and I need blue gloves to go with that blue hat now of mine, and I need... Do you guys know what I mean? Or is this just me again? Um, it doesn't always have to be a lot more either, I found. It's, it just has to be a little bit more. But no matter what it is, we always want more of it, and as long as our method of dealing with that dissatisfaction and discontentment of always trying to get what we want, we will still feel unsatisfied. On the flip side though, if we follow Jesus, we will be satisfied. Not because we get all the things we want, but in life, um, not because we get all the things we want in life, but when what we have that the ordinary life is enough, when our housing is enough, when our job is enough, when our relationships are enough. I'm not saying we shouldn't have goals, but it's about motive. And we get to that place by 
dethroning our desires and getting satisfaction with relationship with Jesus, motivated by love and free from the constant want. That's why we follow the cross and it starts with the cross. The cross is the point of discipleship of Jesus. And it's simple, right? But it's incredibly difficult. Step one, to deny yourself. Step two, to take up your cross and step three, to follow him. And this isn't something that happens once. This is a daily step two. His teaching is in all four gospels and when something is repeated, it could be because it's important. This is a daily decision that we make when we wake up tomorrow. It's a, it's a way of life. So I'm gonna leave with two questions. One is, are there any desires in your life that are too hard or painful to surrender to God? And two, what would it look like for us to wake up in the morning and be people to decide daily to take up our cross and focus on Jesus?